Just put him down. The sun comes down. This whole world keeps spinning round. I'm here traveling down this long and winding road. Seasons come and seasons go. They take me high, then leave me low. But I'm still standing on the only rock I know. You're my cornerstone. All righty, here we go. We're digging into a new Root Issues in a new year with our new bumper music. That's Toby Mac Cornerstone. And we're going to be talking about our cornerstone today. I like it. We're going to be talking about the cornerstone of the gospel. And one of the comments that just came up, somebody said it in the room. I'm here today. I'm Chris. I'm here with Alyssa. Hello. And Steve. Hello. And we are going to get in this, and we're so excited to have you back. So excited. So excited to have you back. But I mean, it's like, somebody made the statement of like, you know, I think it was Steve, um, just like, man, as we start the new year, we need that gospel reset. Yeah. You know, and that's our cornerstone, Jesus Christ, our gospel reset. Today, we're jumping into Steve's message from Sunday. We are going on into Ephesians. We looked at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10 powerful stuff and i love the title i mean steve sends me the titles on friday and i set up all the broadcast and everything and when i saw this title i was like what because the title is but god and i was like wow where's he gonna go with this yeah. because it's like but god you know and and so i love it so we're gonna get in and dialogue about this steve do you want to hit any of the key points there in ephesians 2 1 through 10 that we're going to build on I've got the amplified version, so if I read from it, it may confuse a bunch of people. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. You want me to just read the, the the ESV then? Yeah, you can even read the ESV. Right, let's just get into it here. Ephesians chapter 2, <clears throat> 1 through 10. Um, this Paul to the Ephesian church, reminding believers um, of who we were, what we were saved out of. Uh, we can't understand grace fully unless we understand the human condition. And this is such a big major issue today, right? Understanding, having a a healthy biblical understanding of our human condition. And this is what Paul says. He says, and you, church, um, were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, that's the devil, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all, Paul includes himself before he was saved, even as a Pharisee, Paul includes himself, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, Mm -hmm. because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you've been saved. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and the kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you've been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. There you go. So good. All right. And so, but God. I feel like for me, this is a really good explanation for why I struggle when I'm trying to do things in my own power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and then I keep hitting that wall of like, why is this not working? Why am I so tired? Why did I do that again? Yeah. And then I think this 
so great for the new year, you know, and looking ahead for what we should, you know, try and set as goals, yeah. things to work on. You have to have God if you're going to work on anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And I mean, I think it is. It's like, you know, Steve brought us in at the first of this message, kind of taking us to this point of like when those hard things are happening around us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like I, I ran into a gentleman and it crossed the alley the other day and he was petting my sweet puppy and just talking and he was just all excited about the new year. Like it's a new year. It's going to be good right. this year. He's you know, ho- his hopes in like, that. you know, and I love that hope is inspired in the new year. Sorry. And, you know, that hope is inspired in the new year, but yet you've got to have this root Mm -hmm. of what are you going to turn to when things go wrong? And Steve is kind of leading us to that. Like, that is that but God Mm -hmm. statement. When you look at this section, what we've been freed from, what we've been redeemed from, what we are being redeemed from, that should give us all the hope in the world. Right. And so it's, but God has done this. God has done that. Mm -hmm. And that's always a reminder to me of like, oh, I've got to do it out of his strength. I've got to do it out of his will and not my own. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We threw this quote up um, from Martin Lloyd-Jones. It seems to me more and more that all our troubles really come from our failure to realize the truth about ourselves and our position as Christians. Um, This is, he wrote this later in his life, uh, obviously pastor for years um, in Westminster Chapel in London. Um, He was a medical doctor, you know, before becoming a pastor. Um, And he'd seen it all. And he realized later in life that, you know, after all this pastoral care in, in his own life as well, that, uh, and this gets back to kind of your comment, mm-hmm. I think, you know, Alyssa, was that it all boils down to really just uh, not realizing, taking hold of the truth about who we really are, who yeah. I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we just read in Ephesians, knowing who I was before I was saved. Yeah. So I'll really know my position as a Christian. Yeah. I was just going to say truth. the truth of who I'm not. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, not letting... Um, Satan imprint those lies. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The world just constantly tries to blind you from that statement, that mm-hmm. truth. Um, or like numb you to when there are issues that you need to address. Oh, you don't actually need to address those. Yeah. It's okay if you act that way, do that thing. Right. Uh, when really those can be the root of where a lot of your struggle is coming from. If it doesn't align with child of God. Yeah, because really everything comes down to, to a truth battle. What am I going to believe yeah. about myself, the world, right. or whatever? Uh, and am I going to really believe what God says about me, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I don't believe what, he, what the Word says about who I was before I knew him, that we read, that I was dead, then yeah. I'm not going to really see my great phenomenal need to... Right. For the grace of God. I'm not going to see my need to go yeah. towards him and depend on him and my need for the spirit of God unless I understand the consequences of falling back in the flesh mm-hmm. and falling back to that old life. As you mentioned, where we just all tend to go back and just kind of take it ourselves mm-hmm. right, and try to do it ourselves. Well, rather that's than why that this is such a good reminder that like that's my yeah. lifeline right here. Like the gospel mm-hmm. truth is what yeah. I can stand firm in that I'm going to mess up. It's not that I'm going to make mistakes. Yeah. But I'm going to make mistakes, and then God is there to give me, you know, strength to push through and do better. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, it's like... Sorry. (laughs) This is our fourth member of the podcast. I might need to get a babysitter. We got Super Dave. No. Super Dave is in the house. But, like, when I first read the quote, 
and you know, we were teaching on middle school in middle school on Sunday just about lenses. We're talking about like how do they see the world? How do they see life around them? What lens do they have? Are they looking through it through the gospel lens of who God is and what God is doing in their life, or do they look at it through what can I do? What can I achieve? Or what can my friends' advice give me? Or what can my parents do? And so I read this quote, it seems to me more and more that all of our trouble really comes from our failure to realize the truth about ourselves and our position as Christians. And so when I read that quote, the first thing was like, ah, the reminder of who am I as a child of God? Like forget the past and move forward. But there's so much deeper in this quote as you took us into on Sunday, Steve, is like he like wrote it. It was so well crafted because it is calling us to know who we are in God and live out of that identity, but not to forsake how thin that line is of my old self, the self I'm being redeemed from and how it still resides in me. But if I don't depend on God, I will fall back to that old way of thinking. Absolutely. And so. There is the issue. How much does the world talk about our own corruption? Well, the world's just constantly going to push you to falling back uh-huh. without yeah. God. Well, yeah, totally and then, without God. And then for me, it's that cycle of reminding myself, like, oh, I haven't really been spending a lot of time in the world or in the Word. Or, you know, I'm out of Bible study. It's always like right when I, thank you, right when I finish um one of the Bible study sessions, it's yeah. like, oh, now I can take a break. Like, that was a lot. I did it. We finished yeah. it. Right. But then in those breaks are when the world, yeah. Satan's right there. Yeah. You know, and then that's when I'll notice I'm shorter with my kids. I'm, you know, nitpicking Carson. Yeah. And I'm like, why is this happening? Oh, that's right. Because yeah. I'm, you know, not having my quiet time or yeah. I'm not pressed in and thinking about things. Um yeah, from the word. Yeah, like the big picture of things of like God is redeeming us. You made this statement on Sunday talking about like we have to remember that our salvation is still being processed. We're yeah. still being made right. Can you expand more on that? Because, you know, we get into Jesus plus nothing equals salvation. And then you started talking about like, you know, the the, the, the thief will cause us to be like, well, I just need more religion. I got to do more godly things in this. And, the, and then we get into the checklist. Well, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I know that's not what you're saying. Yeah, But absolutely. it's good to have things mulling so that you can apply yes. it when you're having issues. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Absolutely, because that keeps those Yeah, and then your mind's going to go to that instead uh-huh. of what you just scrolled on Instagram. Oh, well, how does mm-hmm. so-and-so do it? You oh, know? I know. How do they? Yeah, their house looks so perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Except uh, I'm not on anymore because you convicted me oh. a couple weeks ago. <laughs> you said, get moderation. off that social media. <laughs> get off that like, social media. Sorry. <laughs> but but th- but that that that's the ploy. That's that's the constant struggle. Is you know, are we living out of what God is saying about us, or are we living out of what the world says we should be like? And then when we get into that tripping hazard, we have to remember that our salvation is still being worked out. Our salvation is still growing in us. Yes, we said the prayer. Yes, we have salvation, but yet we are not complete until we see Christ. And so that's what I want you to expand on. Like, what is this completion work? Like, you know, you know, because I don't want to ever err over into the cheap grace side where I Mm -hmm. just take for granted what God has done, what got for granted, what God is doing in me. But how do I analyze and see where he's growing me? Yeah. Yeah. I think just two quick quick things. Uh, One, to go kind of deeper into the text, the, the, the two times in 
verses one through ten, where it talks about we were you've been saved by grace, saved right? By grace, yeah. Is that is a perfect principle? In other words, technically, that means you were saved at a point of time in the past, mm-hmm. and you are still being saved. Yes. So there's continual action. So I think in more simpler uh, language, it's this idea that I'll just read this statement that we tried to let people hold on to: is there's nothing so wonderful as the gospel, God's glorious grace in the past in the present, in the future, and the confidence we have to remember, but God. Yeah. But God, in his love and mercy, he brought his grace, saved us. And so I think it's this interweaving together, this idea that it's his grace that mm-hmm. saved me. At some point in time, yeah. I was saved, redeemed by God. Once I'm saved, he puts the Spirit of God in me. Now it's a partnership. Now I yeah. can respond to God. So now I'm uh, to walk with him, right? Mm-hmm. And I can't do that, as back to how Alyssa began this, without the Spirit of God, a dependence mm-hmm. on his grace every day, his yeah. mercy every day. With my eyes looking forward, in other words, if I always look backwards to what God did for me, uh, over time, that's a weaker motivation rather yeah. than also looking forward to Jesus coming. He's yeah. got future grace for me. He's got, as it says, immeasurable things the Father wants to pour out upon yeah. me um, with all kinds of grace. So uh, I was saved. I am being saved by the grace of God, and I will be completely saved mm-hmm. in the fullness of the glory unto glory um, on into. To, uh, eternity that will and we'll get more into that because that will keep me from falling to these pithy little things we grew up hearing once saved always saved well yeah. there's some truth in that but there's also some great misleading in that right Absolutely. it keeps someone you mm-hmm. know thinking oh well, i made the prayer i said i'm good or i went off to camp and it, it makes somebody what that leads the church to think is that um i can be saved, and I can go live however I want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, and we see it here all the time. Well, God's grace is there. God's grace is there. Well, it is there, but that attitude is a heart that will harden, right? Mm-hmm. If right. I am looking, to, if I'm, you know, it's kind of like the Catholics really work this up well, yeah. right? Just I can live go to long confession. As you go to confession, yeah. So yeah. get the Mass. Now you can go out and just Well, come but back I think again, that's right? where the mm-hmm. discipleship comes in so that mm-hmm. people can catch you and point that out and be exactly. like, and hold you to that higher standard of like, right. You know, you were better than this. Right. Yeah. And, and that, that in like in a um, Christian marriage, I feel like that is really a good place for, you know, the ultimate love for each other. I love you so much that I'm going to point this out and challenge yeah. you. Exactly. And I expect you to do the same for me. Right. Yeah. And that's that. But God taking the whole gospel. Mm-hmm. So remembering what he saved me from in the past. Yeah. And in the moment, the truth of his grace needing, based on that, who I am in Christ now in yeah. the midst of my circumstances, with a hope for the future that yeah. he's going to save me, right? Yeah. He's, he's going to well, save me for the future. Yeah, and I mean, it's like when you think about that hope in the future, I think that's where so many people get stolen. Like, they think once saved, always saved. So they continue to not grow in their relationship with God, mm-hmm. not continue to seek to follow him in obedience, and then they find their life is falling apart and is a mess, right. and they forget that he still wants to work with them. He still mm-hmm. wants to grow in them. And so I think there is this call of obedience that is missing today, of what does it mean to be obedient to God and right. live in his plan, not your own plan. Was right. it this week that you talked about excuses? Making excuses. Because I never had thought, I had never thought of that as um, like cheap grace. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, oh, well, I'm not. Because it's like then you're saying God's not enough. Yeah. 
Well, and that's a big deal in our culture today, right? Just making in the entitlement like, mentality or whatever. Uh-huh. And that fits. That's just in that same stream of, of cheap grace where we shouldn't be saying statements or anything that is. I was I'm growing up and just working with single adults for years. You know, it was always the question that came up is how far is too far? Yeah. How far and, is that, and I always say, that's the wrong question. Oh, that's the wrong question. Yeah. So the same thing is once saved, always saved. Well, that's not the right question. Yeah. In other words, you should be asking, how holy can I be? Yeah. How much can I please God? It shouldn't be, much, yeah. how much can I get away with? Right. So, in other words, this is just yeah. exposing the heart, and You're I have to look at my own heart. You're naturally going to make mistakes without trying to, right. yeah, you totally. know, or like right. pushing the line. Well, yeah, no, totally. And I mean, I think that goes back to our quote, right. that like, do we understand our total deprived nature and how we're drawn to that and how that pulls us in to thinking like, well, you know, I deserve this. It's been a hard week. I know God mm-hmm. has blessings for me, right. but man, I just need to cut it loose right now. Yeah. Or that, I love that question. Like how far is too far? Like <laughs> what, what's the line? Like we shouldn't be looking for the line. And I think this is the role of disciple yeah. maker and walking with somebody. It's so important is yeah. to call that out. And yeah. I remember the times, multiple times where uh, when I was younger, that being called out by yeah. a youth pastor or uh-huh. uh, somebody I was in discipleship with is just to, it re-brings it back to, but God. In other words, am I just trying to subtly use the gospel, right, mm. to do the least I can do or get by with the most I want to, whatever, yeah. <laughs> you know, can I do the least um, rather than, wow, how can I, how yeah. can I please him more? Right. Mm-hmm. And and that's what we constantly, all of us need to be pushed is, boy, are you, your affections moving more towards him, your love for him, your desire because of his great love and mercy. Mm-hmm. And because looking forward, he's coming back. Yeah. And he has an eternity of grace he wants to pour out. But there will be a reckoning. We realize Jesus is coming back. He will hold accountable um, the world itself and everyone, even believers, right? What we've done with that grace, right? There is um, a responsibility, and that's what we shy away from, I think. We we think, oh, that does not work with grace, and uh, that's just not true, Mm -hmm. right? Is that, no, grace by its very nature, demands, right, that there is a response yes. one way, right, or, or the other, right, to that. And, and and is that my motivation? Is my yeah. motivation the grace of God or is getting after? Am I, you know, trying to earn my way? Yeah. Right, or the other extreme would be am I trying to get by with the least I can? Right? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And, like, least you can, too, is thinking, oh, I'll just do it on my own. I don't need, like, church community or I don't need, right. you know, sister yeah. in Christ or – someone to be like accountability because I think through those two things like being in the word having quiet time sitting alone with God that conviction comes through yeah and then you realize those points where you're right. you know yeah absolutely well I mean you know as we move deeper into this like you called out and this is kind of like the next point that I really want to hit on because this is where it becomes like when you look at the quote, when you look at what Ephesians is saying, Paul is expressing that like you've been saved from so much. Your 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 gratitude and your desire to know more should draw you closer to God, should draw you to work out your salvation with God in the process of doing the works he's given you to do. And one of those works that we've been given to do is to love one another mm. as we love ourselves. And yeah. you brought out this point, like, can we truly love somebody in a culture of grace without revealing this truth of what is our 
total deprivation sure. without God, without his salvation. And I mean, I know, you know, for me and for so many people, you know, it's a struggle because we want to accept them, we want to love them, but right. we're not really telling them the truth of like, you're missing the big picture and then there's consequences for that. Yeah, and, and I, so, I, I, and I think this is the role of disciples, but I'm, uh, I'm not advocating, obviously you step right out there and tell someone, <laughs> no, no, hey, no, no, no. you're dead in your trespasses that, yeah. and sins, right? So I don't think anybody's yeah. advocating that. But the big but is today across all media all, and so much of what is online and everything else is is only the preaching of the of the of the grace and yes. the good news without right the first part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you don't see that in scripture anywhere. Yeah. It was always repent. Here's the calling out. Here's the bad news before yeah. the good news. Because yeah. the good news is not good unless you understand the bad news. Bad news. Otherwise, there's no need for the good news, yeah. right? If I am good, if I think I am inherently I have something to stand before God with, and if I think others, and this is the rubber meets the road, and this is what's so hard is we look at our children, we look at friends, family, uh, and, and we want to say, but they're a good person. I love them. They're wonderful people. Yeah. And of course... Uh, from our perspective, but yeah. the but the reality of the scriptures that if the spirit of God does not reside in them, yeah. they are still a part of this world, mm-hmm. and it, it, I think there, we have to have a discipleship where we go into that truth and 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 true salvation requires a repentance, so it's a turning yeah. away and a realizing of that. And mm-hmm. now, as we grow in our faith, we're going to see that more and more. But there's a lot of dishonesty. People call it kind of the bait and switch. Yeah. We draw yeah. people into church. We yeah. draw people into friendship. And we think, oh, we're just having such great ministry. Mm-hmm. And we never get around to really telling them yeah. the fullness of the gospel. Absolutely. And so, may they, oh, I'll take Jesus. I, I love me too. I'll, this is great. I'll, yeah. yeah. And, and they never have to wrestle with, wow. I need him. This is how yeah. much I need. Well, I'm dead without something him. Something really hard happens, yeah, and then sure. that's a good test of relationship. Yeah, right. because it's like, well, are you going to listen? Like, I have an answer for, for you, and you know, yeah. and I can pray for you, and this is what I'm going to think. And then if people meet you with, oh, you know, good vibes only, exactly. or like sending, that's really yeah. hard. Then, but that doesn't mean I don't you know, not go there. Yeah. It's like, I'm still going to share with you how I handle this. That's yeah. exactly right. And that is the crux issue today when people read the Bible and they have a hard time with the Bible. Yeah. Is the tough stuff in the Old Testament or the tough battle, like this passage we just read, is is that they? It, it, it's an affront to them. They don't see it as hopeful. They don't see yeah. it as hopeful. They don't they see, see the but God part. Con- yeah. Condemning. Exactly. Yeah, and they, totally. And if they wrestle in that condemnation, then they're either going to go they don't there's not a full gospel there's yeah. not fullness of the spirit right coming upon mm-hmm. them right so that's the role of this and the yeah. the, the importance of the book god is is the, the the response of the gospel to the reality of what the bible says of yeah. our human condition right? yeah. a proper diagnosis of my problem our problem ultimately is who we were without who i am without yeah. god yeah and until I address the problem at that level, I'm not going to have any radical breakthrough. Yeah. And so we just need to make sure the church is called to deal with those core main issues, yeah. not all the other surface mm-hmm. issues. We'll yeah. get to those, but we need to deal with the core issues. And share, have humility and openness mm-hmm. in 
you know, not just like, oh, I'm a Christian, so I have it all together. And yeah. I'm, you know, so yeah, good. That's yeah. Right. It's exactly. like the opposite of that. Yeah. Like I am, I realize how much I screw up all the time. But and yeah. even for Paul, he includes himself. Yeah. Here. This is what I was, even as a yeah. practicing yeah. perfect, where he says, like Hebrew right. of Hebrews, Pharisee, I was a child of wrath. I was right in the yeah. course of the world. I was mm-hmm. wrapped up in religion mm-hmm. far from God. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Amazing. No, and I mean, I think that's kind of like one of the key points is like we have to understand where we what we have been saved from as followers of Christ so that we can carry the message to other people. And then you mentioned it last week in the podcast of just like seeing every person out there as an image bearer of God. Yeah. Like in each of them, their best them, their best life can only be found when they're in relationship with God. And that's loving them that way. And that's loving them that way. Like, you know, and you know, it's not like I don't not accept you because of your sin, but I accept you, but I need to point out like you must be something new because of God. You are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so it is, it's like this, you know, it's this paradox of, you know, when I think about like just how Jesus loved people, I mean, he was Mm -hmm. always presenting the truth but he did not ever withhold his eyes of love, his touch, or anything. Yeah. But he always knew the truth. Like, you must know me to be the best you you can be. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think about it with my kids. Like, sometimes I don't want to discipline them. Yeah. Because I'm just like, ah, but they're trying. You know, yeah. like, I know they didn't mean to do something bad. But it's yeah. like, you have to hold that line. Because that's actually what's loving. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. for their benefit just in the short term what's easier right now. Yeah. It's for, like, the long term, yeah. you know, forming their heart. Yeah. Totally. Forming their heart. And so, but God. Like, two ways to look at it. Like, but God, as you come with your own defense of, like, but God, this is what I felt like doing. Or, but God... You have done so much for me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to follow you. Yeah. You know, and we are out of time. Wow. That went fast. Anybody got anything else they want to add in there? I'm good. I mean, I hope this. (laughs) Yeah. Dave, you got anything? (laughs) Um, I hope this like got you thinking because, you know, just listening to this message in the perspective of just us with middle school on Sunday talking about the lenses that they see through. Yeah. And it was so easy to expose just like. Start asking random questions like, "Well, who thinks this?" And should you have, should you have the right to use your cell phone in school? Absolutely, like you know. But then there were some who said no, you know. And you know, just immediately, like, well, it all depends on the lens you look through and how you see yeah. things. And so you need to put on the but God lens this week and think about what He has redeemed us from, yeah. what He has saved us from, and where He is leading us to. So we hope this. Root Issues was a midweek jolt for you to keep you thinking about what we talked about on Sunday. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you ever want to reach out and touch us, just send us an email at rootissues at ccaspen.com. Thanks so much and have a great week. The sun comes down, this whole world keeps spinning round. I'm here traveling down this long and winding road. Seasons come and seasons go, they take me high. Standing on the